Hellraiser House. Welcome to this episode 164. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey. What's up, everybody? And this is Bobby. What's up, guys? We're back, and we actually are back with... What is it? Another win. win. Thank you. Wow, you guys took a long time there. Because if you listen to Balls balls and Beers, we figured out the combination, guys. Oh, yeah. We're at the the locker. We twisted the little knob in the right area, and we unlocked unlocked the key. There's going to be a 30 for 30 documentary about us. We're telling you that right now. There is. Jody Avrigan has to call us. We're going to be waiting by the phone. We have unlocked the, the secrets of MLS. I mean, even Link would be jealous. Like, we literally have our picks in, and as soon as we put our picks in, toot, 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 toot. <laughs> <laughs> or, or however, however that little instrument goes, Bobby. Oh, was that what you were trying to do right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure what instrument you're talking <laughs> about. Are you trying to do a piccolo? <laughs> yeah, a piccolo or whatever. An ocarina, whatever. I thought you did a video game sound. <laughs> That's what I heard too. I I heard like the Triforce unlocking. I heard the do 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 do. Not the. I didn't say that, did I? I went like. I I don't know what I did. What's what's the sound, Bobby? What help us out? Uh, fuck. No, I'm on. No, no, no. It's 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 like it's. Is that Brazilian music? Is that Brazilian instrument? Where like you know, it goes along with the. It's like, yeah, it, it, it's all in that don't, sort of. Don't, don't do that, David. Don't do, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Although, for the record, I heard it. I did hear it. <laughs> yeah, you hear it. You, you know what I'm talking about. I yeah, know just what you're don't do about. it. Just don't do it again. Just don't. Just don't do it again. <laughs> it's a fun sound. It makes you. It makes you think of like dancing, and I don't know. That's know. that's what it makes. Think no, of. I know. I mean, the whole reason we brought it up was because. I was having a bit of a party over here, and that's what you were hearing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, we're going to have to pay them. I was going to say, are we getting sued? <laughs> no, no, no. Dude, you started that, and I was like, uh, I think you opened the wrong tab, Bobby. I think that was the Pornhub tab. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they're not. They're not. They're not they, don't, they don't got that style no more. That's, oh, they don't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was a record. You know, that was a record. Like that movie. was in the tabs. <laughs> it was my porn I'm, record. My porn I'm, laser disc. I, I, I'm more laughing at the fact that, that they're out there. David has been talking about Pornhub quite a bit this past week. He's made a lot of Pornhub references. Oh, while, wow. Has he? Yeah, he really has. <laughs> have, have I really? Yeah. Someone's on. <laughs> it's all right. Oh, so you, did, did I say that in balls and beers? No, you didn't say balls and beers. You just said it. Uh, you probably we were at my brought mom's it up house in the, the pool. Week. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 you, no, you said it then, and then you said it. You said it through a text. I forgot what happened, but then you said it through a text at my mom's uh, house by the pool. That you made another porn hub. I mean, I mean, dude, up. like, come on. How is that? How is that different? I know in the pool. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> how, how how is that different? Home, like. Every three texts that we get in our group chat sometimes is, you know, dot, 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 brazzers. <laughs> that's totally different. This, that's no, coming from not. me. That's coming from me. 
was gonna say, if anything, it should be it should be that I'm I'm gonna make a, a bunch of uh, thirty for thirty references because I have been binging the like the season the the audio podcast seasons oh, of thirty so for thirty. Move, moving away oh, from the like, subject, all right. <laughs> he's like you know what you should be asking me about 30 for 30 30 for 30 30 30 on Pornhub (laughs) (laughs) we're from music to porno music to websites to back to 30 for 30 oh man (laughs) whatever this is what we do I've recommended this to friends you know, to new people, <laughs> I've recommended this to new people I meet, and this is this is what they hear. This is what. They well, there you go. Well, well, now you got the video game genre, the pervert genre, the music genre. It's all the, the same. Galaxy genre. It's all the same. It's all the same, exactly. <laughs> so there's no problem. There's no problem. What are you complaining about? Yeah. Well, do, do, do you want to move on now, or should we continue with this? Yes, uh, please. Huh? Yes. <laughs> you know, I always want to move. Because I could keep going. Because I could keep going. <laughs> I know the one time Bobby says, "Like, no, I like this. I like this. Go on." <laughs> No, because then David's my... going to start making those fucking sounds again. So let's go back. Let's go to the game. <laughs> and, I, and I'm going to brand it browsers. So there, there you go. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead. Let's move on. What happened this past week, guys? We won. What happened? Did oh, we... there was some earthquakes. There was a 4th of July. I actually uh, missed the game a bit because you guys you guys watched it, right? I, I watched the game, the game. But, I, but I missed the earthquakes. Oh, okay, no, yeah, no, because I, because yeah, 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 I missed this game actually because I was out there with the fireworks and everything, but yeah, I missed this one, so I wasn't really sure. I just looked at the results. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, the, I was like, the draw one, the number, the sequence. It's we happening. unlocked it, bro. It's we happening. unlocked it. That's what I thought right away. I was like, oh my god, the sequence. Yeah, the the Finibachi <laughs> sequence, the fin the Fina Galaxy sequence. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we I went to the game. Uh, my plan oh, was yeah, to go right. like super. My plan was to go super early in tailgate, um, and then that got derailed just by you know me being me and and uh, you know I plan for. 2 p.m., but it really means 4 p.m. That's actually the time I got to the stadium. Uh, we still had time to, like, set up, grill, eat, you know, hang out. Um, we had a couple of people come by the um, the the tent that was I was in. Uh, my son, Donovan, was uh, he set up his uh, lemonade stand. I don't know. Did, did you guys know about the lemonade stand thing? Yes, I did. I think I saw a picture. So, so it, at school, he read a book called lemonade war and he, and after he read it, he was like, I want to do a lemonade stand this, this summer. So, um, we Cruz and I went through, my wife and I went through and, and basically said like, okay, here's what you got to think about if you want to make a profit. And so we like set up like a whole, uh, table for him and say, okay, you know, this is how much your supplies are going to cost. This is what this is going to cost and blah, 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 blah. And then, uh, the first time that he set it up, he set it up at uh, the soccer park over in uh, West Covina, and he actually turned like a thirty-five dollar profit after all the supplies and after everything. So then, since we're going to get game early, he's like, "Hey, can I take my lemonade stand?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." I mean, people sell stuff in the parking lots all day long. You might as well, might as well throw a lemonade out there to to uh, <laughs> go with the hot dogs, right? You should have uh, made the hard and, stoppers. No, yeah, <laughs> I I should have been making the hard stoppers. I didn't think about that. Um, but yeah, he ended up selling like fifteen lemonades. 
So he, you know, he didn't do too bad. It wasn't as good as the the time he did it over at the uh, the soccer park, but it was pretty good. Uh, a couple of friends of the show stopped by. Uh, Gilberto and his girlfriend uh, came by and and got eliminated. And uh, Donovan um, Donovan was asking Gilberto like what he would like on his lemonade, and of course I said shut up. Uh, Thomas, uh, one of another, uh, listener and, and, and friend of the show stopped by, he bought lemonade and he also bought lemonade for, uh, MLS female reporter, Michelle Hootink. Uh, she also came by, hung out, got a lemonade, um, and, uh, and it helped the, the cause. So it, it was a good, it was a good day overall. My mom and dad, uh, came, uh, my niece, uh, came to the game and actually wanted to go down to the riot squad. So during the game, I took them down, uh, to the riot squad and, Hung out down there for a little while. They were really excited because they were right up in the in the front row, um, uh, right by the, the capo stand. So it was, it was a good time. That's nice. Good, good on Don, by the way. Yeah, he's he's trying. You know, we're we're trying to teach him like, okay, you gotta think about your overhead and you know, blah blah blah. So it, it was good. Like I said, he sold some lemonades. He's gonna he's gonna do it again on Friday. Um, so uh, they're gonna go early to uh, the San Jose game, and uh, I'm gonna meet him there after work. So cool. he's gonna be doing lemonade. So if you listen to this and you uh, want a lemonade, come by lot thirteen. That's where they'll be. Brought to you by Donovan's Lemonade. Ooh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell him he needs to sponsor be as our house. Do- the lemonade, <laughs> sorry, man. He's getting promotion from us. For real. You made him. Time <laughs> <laughs> for him to pay me back. That's right. Uh, he's got he's to pay us ad revenue now. No. Um, no just, <laughs> just, just call it LA is our house eliminated. We're, we're square. He's a kid. I'm not taking his money, David. <laughs> <laughs> lemonade is our house. <laughs> that's that's, that's kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be balls of lemonade, huh? All right. <laughs> you want to put balls on everything. <laughs> well, this is this is already branded Brazzer, so you yeah. know I gotta go with the theme. <laughs> <laughs> from from Pornhub and Browser Brazzers to lemonade to kids selling lemonade. Hey, hey, man, see, see what you did. This is see what you, what you get. did. This is what you, you get. Are, you know, I've, been, I've, I've been asking for talking about the galaxy for a while. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is part of that uh, Barbara Galaxy sequence that you unlocked. For had real. To do, this had to happen for real. All, all in all, all in all, you go. We go into the match and we have a good time because the Galaxy won. Yes, yeah. sir. They did. They Tell did. me how First they did they, it. Uh, <laughs> 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 they they went around. They kicked the ball around for a while. Uh, Zlatan Zlatan misses a golden opportunity. Good God, there was a there was. That ball that he's been waiting for, that perfect ball, the one that he wants to chest down and and take it on the volley, the one that he's been trying to hit for like, what, four or five games now? He got that perfect ball and he hits it high. I just I, I chuckled to myself. Yeah, except that he got the two he goals. The two goals. That, well, I'm not saying I, so, I know. I know. You know, I mean, that, that's kind he of a. I get it. I mean, if we lose this game or if we draw this game where Zlatan doesn't score, okay. But it's kind of hard for me to harp on something like that when he literally got the two goals that got us a victory. So I, I'm not going to harp on that. And but and 
two two goals. One that was set up by Efrain Alvarez with a beautiful, perfect cross. I'm glad that they uh, started him like I wanted them to do. I, I, I think yeah. well, I think they did that because they had no choice. They no, had, I know, I know, know that they were they the, were depleted, but I was just like, yeah. go with Efrain, go with Efrain because he could have made a different choice, you know, but. I'm glad they did that because he's been showing a lot more uh, work work ethic and, and and skill on the ball and more balls, you know, on the on the field. I think I, I think for me, lemonade. like the, the the only other option that you probably could have put in there is Cuello. And if you're giving me the option between those two, you, you got to put effort in there. But then, I, to but me, then, I think that was a no brainer. But then did, didn't Cuello? Um, he he got the assist on the yeah, second goal. Yeah, he yeah, got the assist yeah. on the second one. Yeah. yeah. So so basically, another like nice play, a play a, a pass that I don't know if many other players on the team will make. Uh, yeah, I th- well, well they- maybe I think it's their confidence of being like, shit, we're out on the team now. You know, like we're out on the field. I mean, you know, like let's, like we want these minutes. You know, let's let's get at it. I think that's how they're kind of playing. Those well, I mean, to be fair, I, I think that others have attempted it. Whether or not it actually reached Zlatan at that perfect position is a different story. We see Emma try to cross that ball to Zlatan a hundred times in a game. He probably gets one in there, and Zlatan misses it, but. The fact that the two kids or two rookies essentially mm-hmm. got the assists is good on the kids, but that's when I got to shit on the rest of the team that you look for the rookies to set up the goals. Because if you've been looking for Zlatan the entire season, I mean, come on now. You know, it's just for me, I, I thought it was kind of, uh, I mean, it's a good thing to have that you, you can have these young players come off. The bench, or uh, earn their their starting roles or their their, their positions on the on the on the eighteen, and uh, make a difference. I mean, you you see uh, Julian Araujo who comes in at right back, and honestly, in my opinion, I think he has at the very least challenged Rolf Felcher for that starting position, if not outright wrestled it away from him already. So I I think it's a really good thing that we have these kids that are stepping up i'm wondering where the rest of the guys mm-hmm. are gonna show up well but you look at you look at a guy like um emma you talked to we've we've kind of given him a, a really hard time this season because his um deficiencies are like really pronounced um i thought these last two games that he's played the 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 game against um help me out here who who do we play right before this um, the game against San Jose. San Jose. Right? We played San Jose. He got the he got a goal in that one. No. no, no. What was the game he got a goal in? I think it was a Cincinnati game. Cincinnati. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, I thought he played well against that team, and I thought he played well against Toronto. I think that he is doing things a little bit differently, and um, and I, I think that he actually did well in this game. I don't disagree. Can drive the ball forward. That's what you're seeing. You guys are both making yeah. the same points. I've been. I, I harped last episode. Both of you. Yeah, well, but they haven't been in. They haven't. He hasn't been effective in that. But now he's being a little well, bit more course, effective. I think he's making better decisions in the fi- in in his final pass. Is what the difference is. What I thought was really interesting, and I'm glad that I'm not the only one who who noticed it. Now I'm not going to say that Emma had a great game, but no. compared to what we've seen. I thought he had a much improved game. I when I when I'm watching this game, I felt that 
it almost seemed, especially in the first half, it almost seemed like the offense was running through Emma. And I thought he was all over the field getting balls and really be a little bit more connected with other attackers. Yeah. But, again, you know, assist is missing. But no no matter, I I still think that he did uh, a much better job than in previous games. I wouldn't say man of the match, but I, I thought he had a a pretty good game for for what we expected of him. So I, I'm not harping on Emma in this game too much, but I, I will say that uh, maybe other people, uh, you know, I, I think Joe Corona has been one of those like where where have you gone? I think he's one of those players where you gotta say to yourself where where has he been. This whole time, I feel like Joe Corona is a guy, especially in the absence of Jonathan Dos Santos, is a guy who would have really, really stepped up. And I don't know. I I, I haven't seen it. I, I think for me right now, Joe Corona is a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah, Corona started to diminish. He was he was he was doing pretty well for a while. But yeah, he's diminished quite a bit. We'll see how it was. We'll maybe he does need Jonah to be around in order to be effective. You know? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I, I I agree with Lewis that like I was expecting him to to step up and fill that gap, but he hasn't, and uh, he's actually not even doing some of the stuff that he was supposed to be doing. You know, uh, beside covering for for Jonathan, um, I think Perry Kitchen has done well for himself. Um, Fabio Alvarez has been a little bit of an enigma because you see some good flashes, but you also see some like really kind of bad decisions happen uh, you know for him too the the good thing is that the 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 substitutions you know as bobby alluded to earlier the the you know guy like whale comes in and he's making the most out of his minutes efrain is coming in he's making the most out of his minutes uh you mentioned perry kitchen and i think he's done more than well for himself i honestly believe he has been very solid under skeleto and i honestly feel that when jonathan comes back it's probably best to pair Kitchen and Dos Santos because at that point, Dos Santos does not have to worry about the back being exposed because Kitchen right. has done a very admirable job as the he's the only natural defensive midfielder that we have. So he's basically he really is the enforcer that we were hoping, or he's been playing as the enforcer that we were hoping that he was going to be when we signed him and. I think right now that is the better pairing where you have Jonathan just go up and be free without having to worry so much on the defensive side where Perry Kitchen has him covered. I think with Corona, we saw that that triangle that we that we were like really, really high on. It's been diminished. And I think that the, the offense has now been suffering because of it, because I believe that they were very scared to be exposed on the counter to, you know, to not be as as aggressive as it could be in, uh, on the attack. I think that changes if you put Kitchen and Dos Santos in there. i really, really hoping that you see that pairing Friday against San Jose. Uh, um, well, the other part of that is Leggett. Um, Leggett's missing. I, I 
he's injured still. I, I don't know if he's going to be back yeah, against San Jose. Nothing, no updates. No, I haven't seen anything about the jet. Um, he, and, and right before his injury, um, well, he got injured. He did. He missed national team camp and then he played and then he got injured again in the San Jose game. Right. Or was it, I think it was the San Jose game. He got injured again. So, uh, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be back. Um, but he's again, another person who is part of the Corona puzzle, uh, a, a big piece. And, and I don't think that he's been playing well and that's affected. Um, and you know, that means that Corona has been playing well. Jonathan's been missing. So I think that whole like midfield triangle that we were kind of, you know, praising at the beginning of the season is, is in pieces right now. So we'll see the second half of the, the season when everybody is getting healthy, that's, that's going to be, um, you know, we're going to see whether or not it's going to work. And then whether or not the galaxy adds another piece to that triangle to see, to, to try and strengthen it. Yeah. And that's where I was going to go. If, if you're talking about, you got Jonathan Dos Santos back. You got Carlos Antuna back from the Gold Cup. Uriel. You, uh, I'm sorry. Yes, Uriel uh, and Antuna from from the Gold Cup. Uh, those two being back in the lineup is a huge bump for the Galaxy, especially with, especially with uh, Dos Santos, who's our MVP. Antuna comes back with, I assume, a hell of a lot more confidence, coming back as a champion, coming back, scoring four goals. I'm hoping that he brings that confidence into the Galaxy and with the rumors going around Pavon again about people on Pavon watch, when are when is he going to be announced? The transfer window is officially open. Anyone, everyone is kind of expecting a an announcement or hoping for an announce announcement soon. Hopefully before the LAFC match, you added another piece of the puzzle. A lot of stuff has to happen. They have to open up an international spot. They have to open up a DP slot. So there's a lot of hurdles that the Galaxy have to go through just to sign him. Plus, the you know, it's he wants what twenty four mil or how much is he worth? It it's it's a lot. We're, well, we, we have to right now. The Galaxy has offered twelve million dollars for fifty percent of his rights. So that doesn't include what the player himself actually wants. So um, regardless, this is going to have to be a DP signing. So we've got to do something with our DPs. Like Alessandrini is the one that's on the chopping block. And again, I don't know how you move Alessandrini if he's injured, but you know, that there it is. That's sort of in the situation where where we're in. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds, if it does unfold. But if we were to get Pavon, that's another step in the right direction. You have another, attacking threat you have a guy who can cross as he has several assists back in boca juniors so hopefully he's a guy that can get the ball to zlatan if not he's a guy who can create because he has just as many goals as assists so it's a double threat in that sense with jonathan with kitchen if you have corona on the bench you have that as an option off the bench you have alvarez as an option off the bench you got with that signing and with the two players returning, you have several more options at your disposal for the second half of the season, which is going to be just as tough, if not tougher than the first half of the season. And it's, it has to be a welcome sight for a team that has not performed 
well, which is ironic to say because we are sitting second, second place, place in Western Conference. Yeah. So, but we all know that the, the games that we're winning, that we're either squeaking by or just looking vanilla. There's nothing very special about this team, at least not the way they, they played in the first seven games. Ever since then, it looks like we've tailed off. We had a very, very bad May, and we recovered in June, and we won our first game in July. But it, they've been very unconvincing victories, even if the scoreline says differently. We have seven shutouts in the season. That's that's quite a good portion of, uh, of shutouts in only 19 games I think we've played. So... That is a much improved defense, although it doesn't always seem like it is. This moving forward, I think you gotta look at the positives here. And I think being in second place is definitely a a good place to start, even if it is a little misleading. You're still there. So if the playoffs were to start today, you'd have home field advantage the whole way through. And should you have win all the way through the Western Conference final, you would still be in the same city, just at a different stadium. So right. Scaloto mm-hmm. and company doing pretty well for themselves, especially with what they have at their disposal with all the injuries and lack of depth. So that's where I'm trying to spin this as, as positive as I, I can be. But obviously, there are a lot of negative things that I can put out there as far as performance, as far as individual performances, as far as collective performances, certain tactical decisions. But it's just weird that we, we can still do that uh, as a second-place team. We can still, yeah. Well, we, it, the the second half of the season is going to get a lot tougher. Um so we'll we'll see we'll see where we end up, but yeah, if we started now, we'd be in in a really good um, spot. But as 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 Lewis always says, the the real season doesn't start till what is it now, Lewis? August, September? The well, I mean, the the real season doesn't begin until after July. If you if you that's just positioning for the real real season that actually starts in the playoffs which has turned uh you know it's a one and done i mean you can have a really good season as lafc is doing and all you need is one bad game all you need is one bad game to turn your season off or not it really doesn't matter and if you get hot in august and september right into the playoffs we have seen uh, those teams make a run so in a way, we're seeing a Galaxy squad that is tops in the Western Conference, third in the Supporter Shield, third place in the Supporter Shield. We're complaining about the performance, but they're <laughs> legitimate. But they are legitimate gripes. The thing is that this is not the team that we know, or this is not the team that is playing to their potential. And, right. I, and we, for me, I, I think I think the reason that we are kind of still on the negative side is because we see that this team isn't the finished product and we know that right. the finished product is going to be so much more than, than, you know, we, we should be in first place right now. We should be, um, looking more convincing when we win, um, and, and looking better it, when we lose, you know, thinking about, um, you know, when we lose, we should be saying like, 
something went majorly wrong or we got wronged or the ref, you know, uh, screwed us over rather than like, yeah, that was a fair result. Um, I, and that's a lot to demand of a team that is in the middle of rebuilding, but this is the LA galaxy. We're talking about, you know, they, they don't really get the, the benefit of the doubt when it comes to, um, rebuilding and, and, you know, they, they shouldn't be getting an easy year or a, a year where the pressure is taken off. And so I think that this is a, it's a good dialogue to have. It's maybe we're a little bit too much on the negative side. Uh, maybe some others are a little bit too much on the positive side. The truth is somewhere in between, but you know, it's, it's worth, I, I think as you've said, it's worth bringing up that pointing out that there are problems and um, this isn't the finished product and we know that they can do better. Right. And I have mentioned it before that you wait until next season where possibly two DP slots if we sign up one, it'd probably just be one DP slot that opens up uh, along with a bunch of TAM money that's going to open up with uh, contracts being, uh, I'm assuming, not picked up or expiring. Th- this team can be so much more next season. I'm not going to say that this season is a free roll where you can do whatever you want simply because there's a new regime and they need time to to really make their mark. But second place, it, that's a hell of a free roll. And I think that at the very least, you'd have to make the playoffs. I think we all had them in the playoffs. I think we all said they need to make the playoffs this season for it to be successful. It can't be anything but the playoffs. And right now, they are statistically on pace to do so, playing mediocre. So imagine if they were to turn it up a a little bit and we're all hoping that they do because rivalry week is pretty much here. We got San Jose on Friday, followed by LAFC the following Friday. So it they're both games. Uh, both games are at home. That's a plus. But these are games that you cannot afford to lose no. for for obvious reasons. And I think this game against Toronto in which they snapped their three-game losing streak at home was a good start. Yes, it's a depleted Toronto side, but the Galaxy also depleted on their end. They're missing their MVP. They're missing uh, a bunch of other key players, uh, either through injury or international duty. So I think that getting that monkey off their back, back to winning ways at home, I think that helps out. I think they have revenge on their mind. They have their cap. Well, there should be captain back they definitely have their mvp back so it's going to be interesting i think the game against toronto was more of a survive type game i'm not necessarily saying that they were playing for a draw but i think you can say you know what concede possession just don't allow a goal and get forward whenever you can i think that's what happened i think defensively i thought they were okay they weren't bad. They had a shutout, as I said. It's You can't really blame the defense or the, the keeper when you don't allow a single goal. You got two very nice goals by, by Zlatan, uh, who himself needed this, who was, uh, scored us for two games, frustrated the past two games for sure. So hopefully this kind of curves those tantrums that we have been seeing the, the past few weeks and we can move forward and he can he can channel all that frustration and anger toward San Jose and round ca- roundhouse kick the shit out of Wando or something. I don't know. <laughs> yes, please. 
So uh, with that said, uh, San Jose, as uh, we're getting Jonathan back, we're getting Antonio back. How do you guys feel about this game? Go ahead, Bobby. Mm. Um, I mean, it's <laughs> basically what look at everything you guys are saying. Basically, it's the same thing. This te- this team, they're individually, they're more than enough to be one of the better teams in the league. I know they're in number two, but when we watch them play, they don't play. They don't. They don't showcase that. And that's my issue is that when we get to a team that is actually that can take that can bring it to us, they do, and we fall apart. And that's what I'm scared of this week, especially since rivalry week. Um, we're coming back from a pretty much slap in the face of the last game. So I'm hoping that the team cares enough to really go all out and and do their best. Uh, I'm looking forward to see Jonah back. I hope hopefully Antuna is, is Antuna going to be in there. He should be. He didn't like, come I'm, back injured. I'm, with an injury. F- I'm really looking forward to seeing these two, their their new relationship that they 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 had, you know, uh, outside of the country. I hope yeah, they come I, back. I hope they come back with that same love and, and keep that connection, you know, tight. And, and we st- we continue seeing that, you know, because I'm really looking forward to that. I want that. I want that. To, to stay I, I don't I'm, I'll be very disappointed if that breaks up and we don't see that 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 connection and that work ethic together you know honestly I, I think it's because of their time with the galaxy that they, they had that relation that they did at the Mexico camp they have you know they're playing on the same club team that says a lot when you're going into a natural team camp so when you go back I mean you and going back uh-huh, as we'll champions see. you know I, I think it it, it, I also, it I also certainly think it has increases to do with the entire team you know so we'll see I'm not, I mean it's true I mean I'm not expecting it, it, it to be you know mirror for mirror I want I just want to make sure I I just want to know that I just want to hope that they at least continue that you know but I don't I'm not I'm not saying that because they they had so much success we're gonna have it just automatically. Right. I think for me, Jonathan is well. Jonathan is Jonathan. He he's been our MVP. Yep. He's been it's 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 a no contest. I know people will say Slatan because statistically he has the most goals and whatnot. But for me, this team functions significantly different with Jonathan out of the lineup, and it was apparent in this past month that they sorely need him. And uh, for me, he's the team MVP. It, it's it's a no brainer right now. He should have been captain. He's gonna be fine. What I'm really hoping for is Antuna because you see the technical ability and the skill level that he has. It hasn't always materialized in a Galaxy uniform. His his crosses have been off. He has a lot of speed. He makes the incorrect decisions. He I have said before, he was basically the Mexican Boateng where he had nothing but speed. And then once he got to the final third, he either gave the ball up, he lost it, he dribbled out of bounds, crosses went to nobody. And... He wasn't panning out the way that we thought he was going to. Goes into the Gold Cup, scores four goals, albeit some of them just tap-ins. But sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need just a goal to get you going. And look at that. He was at the right place at the right time three other times. So hopefully that spills over to the Galaxy. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that Antuna continues that form for the rest of the season and uh, comes back absolutely lights out with confidence at an all-time high and um with pavon if he should sign you go you put antuna back on the left where he belongs because you've had to put him on the right where he is not as effective because 
Boateng is completely ineffective on the right. So he's basically playing out of position for for uh, for Boateng. If Babon comes in, plays on the right, and Tuna comes in on the left, it could potentially be that extremely potent offense that we were all hoping for. It's very possible that this team in the second half get out of their low offensively if they were to to get uh, Pavon, at least on paper. Yeah, Whether or not it actually materializes is a different story because we saw what happened with Antuna and Corona and Legette. It hasn't really played out that way. So, I mean, here's hoping. Here's hoping. That, that that's pretty much my my optimistic view of the of the situation and what it could possibly be. Mm. To hope. To hope. <laughs> to hope. <laughs> the bringer of things. Um, you yeah, really are a lot for words there. Huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know the one thing. The one thing that did keep my my eyes on the. Uh, Mexico celebrations after the Gold Cup was watching Jonathan and Antuna celebrate together. And, and it was so funny because um, Jonathan, although you don't think of him as being like one of those like big personality guys, he is, I think he's, he's very much a teammate guy. Um, he, I've seen him try to get Polenta out of his shell uh, at galaxy training, um, getting him to, to come over and say hello to fans um, and it looks like uh, when when uh, Antuna, he and Antuna were walking around the, the stadium with the Gold Cup uh, after defeating the U.S., they were, you know, they were kind of like, they were never really too far from each other. And um, and so I felt like there was a, a little bit of a kind of a big brother um, vibe happening between Jonathan and, and Antuna. And that's good to see. And I, I hope that cements chemistry between them. Um, and, and you can see that, you know, that just means that Jonathan's a leader, um, you know, and he's leading by example. So, um, it's good to see that, that that's happening. I, I, I do hope that that sparks a lot. Like, like Lewis said, the, the chemistry between the two, um, for the galaxy and, and, uh, we can't wait to see what that's going to bring on, on that side. So, uh, do you guys want to talk about the new uh, switching over to the international side? Do you guys want to talk about the new CONCACAF format for the uh, World Cup qualifying? I would love to. Yeah? All right. Oh, yeah. So, Bobby, I, I don't know if you had a chance to see this, but nope. uh, CONCACAF and FIFA have changed the format for um, World Cup qualifying. Previously, the teams would have to go through a... Uh, a knockout uh, round in order to qualify for the hex. And then the hexagonal was the final round of qualifying the top three teams uh, making the automatic spots. And then the last team, uh, the fourth place team having to fight for a playoff against another confederation. So we CONCACAF gets three and a half uh, automatic spots. So CONCACAF has announced a new format. They are going to go with the top six ranked teams in the region, and they're going to go straight to the hexagonal. And then the rest of the teams, teams 35 through, um, you know, 40 or sorry, teams uh, seven through 40 are going to go into a group stage um, tournament 
um, that culminates in the winner of that tournament getting the half spot. Okay. Is that is that right? It sounds super confusing, but as you yeah, that was a lot look into it a little bit, it, it, it is. It, okay. it sounds confusing. So, as you look into it more, it makes sense. Okay, so from what I'm understanding, it's so you got the Hex, the top six teams in the region by FIFA rankings are automatically in the Hex. The top three automatically make the World Cup. The fourth goes through a playoff with the winner of the tournament from the other 30-some teams. So they, I'm assuming, is uh, they're going to have a home-and-home series, and the winner of that will then play the wild card of another federation because it's three and a half spots. If, if, if the, if the winner of the, of the hex and the, you know, the other 30 team tournament went to the world cup, CONCACAF would then have four. So they will still have to play another federation. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. So what do you, so David, you agree with this format? Um, I think it's, I, I think it's more. It's it seems confusing, but it makes sense to me. That's interesting. You know, here, here's the thing. I I want to talk about it because I thought you were going to disagree with me. <laughs> so now I don't want to talk about it. Now you don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, because I, I was oh, like, oh, okay. oh no, 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 well, hold there, on. I'll play. I'll play around. That's okay. okay. This is the uh, this is the uh, so Guatemala will never qualify for a World Cup this way. They wouldn't well qualify any other way. <laughs> In fact, this is the only way they could qualify, or they have a legitimate chance to qualify. All right. So, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not going to ask you. To, we're not on ESPN. I'm not going to ask you to, to, you know, have a different opinion to make it a good show. We don't have a good show. So, um, yeah. First, first we have to have a good show. First in we have order to have to a, make good, it a show. good show. Right. 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 Um, no. Here's the thing. When I saw this, I was actually pleased. Because for me, I mean, and you can call me an elitist, um, but let's just be honest. The same teams make the World Cup. Yes, the United States didn't make 2018. That was an anomaly. I'm sorry, but that was an anomaly. I know that there were a lot of signs that were leading up to that this could happen. But if you look at what happened on that final day of qualifying, three very specific things had to happen. And everything that did happen was were significantly the un, like the unlikely thing to happen. Odds are that all of that was not going to happen. I mean, they were a ninety-seven percent chance to get into the into the World Cup, or ninety-seven percent chance of not being eliminated. Everything that had to happen happened, and it was an anomaly, straight up. So, give an automatic berth to the United States. Give the automatic berth to Me- to Mexico. You can even have the third place. It, it could be Costa Rica, and it could be fought for with another team. I'm not really sure what team that's going to be this year. It's certainly not going to be Honduras. I think Panama's golden generation is done. Yeah, they're, they're so kind I, of facing out already. Yeah, so I, I I'm assuming that it's those three right there, and everyone and whoever's left is going to be fighting for that fourth spot. This is where the dilemma and the fun begins. Because if you're a team like, say, Jamaica, or say someone like Panama, and, who and, and I have to not, say that Jamaica and Jamaica did pretty well in this Gold Cup. Like, I think right. they competed. Um, right. So they might be going through a little, uh, a little bit of an up. But, I mean, well, can we talk about Haiti? Is well, he have a chance to get out of that knockout? 
tournament. Well, he, here's what makes it interesting. This is what I thought of. You've got a for first of all, if you want to, okay, depending on who you are, the United States and Mexico does not have to worry about this. No matter how many games they tank or whatever, they're, they're always going to be in the hex. It's pretty much what Concacaf um, is saying. They're basically saying, look, cut the middleman out, which is what I love. Cut the middleman out. Don't make them play meaningless games. They're going to be in the hex. Give those teams just the, the the benefit of the doubt and say, look, get to the hex and uh, play it out there. That's where you're going to end up anyway. So a team like Haiti, for example, would they be able to get into the top three? Probably not. Now, if this is a knockout, like a one on, like you know, one and done, you have a shot. You have a legitimate shot because you have one bad game. There goes your entire tournament. The fact that you have to play ten games on the road and at home, it's it's a half marathon. So the big teams usually win out when, when that happens. So if you're a team like Haiti, do you shoot to be in the hex? <laughs> for an automatic berth or do you tank and get into the 30 or whatever 29 team tournament whatever i don't know what the exact number is and be one of the odds on favorite to win that whole thing and then just play the playoff team which is probably not going to be the united states which is probably not going to be mexico and which is probably not going to be costa rica you're probably going to have to just play against a jamaica El maybe, or maybe yeah. El Salvador, who I thought uh, who I thought was a dark horse in the Gold Cup. To be perfectly honest, I think they're making uh, a very very quiet dark horse um, pitch right now. But what do you do? Do you purposely tank to get into that playoff where you're beating these little islands that you know you're probably going to beat? Get far and then loophole your way and in, into that uh, into that playoff spot. And that's where the dilemma comes in. Panama probably has that same dilemma. Their golden generation is out. Will they make one of the top three spots? Uh, I don't know. Fourth? I don't know. Because, like I said, as, as David said, Jamaica may very well be running in the third or the fourth. So Panama would probably be out. But if you were to put them in the on the outside of that hex, chances are they're one of those favorites to get into the playoffs. In which case, hey, all I need to be is that one team. Give me that one shot against Jamaica. Yeah, but it's but it's not just it's just not just that one game. You know, that's it's a it's a much longer process in order to get it, that shot to get right, that team. Right. And, but and if but you if have an, if, but and, if you're and, telling me, but if and telling I get me, you're playing the odds. Hold on, I get you're playing the odds. But what if you come across a team like the United States or Mexico that really really screws up again, and then you, you know the the Panama or the you know or Honduras or, or El Salvador ends up having to play one of the big teams for that uh, fourth, you know, for that fourth spot or the, the half spot. Um, for me, I think it's it's more. I'm of two minds of this one. It's more difficult for these small teams to go through this tournament because what do they really want to be is they want to be in the in the hex. They want to be in that because that's the glamorous um, tournament. Uh, whether or not they're going to get blown out by Mexico and Costa Rica and the United States is a different story. They're they're playing the glamorous games. They get um, they sell the tickets to these games. No, nope, you know, hardly anybody's going to go to Curacao versus Honduras. 
But this so, isn't about. But at this point, but it is. You're not talking about. But it is. You're talking about. But it's about money. No, no. The the Coca Cola might be about money. The United States very well is about money. But when you look at these teams like Guatemala, like Curacao, teams that you know have very little to no chance making a World Cup, this particular tournament is a better shot, which is what CONCACAF will tell you. The people who are against this are saying, look, you're you're kind of being elitist here. You're basically separating these teams and making it harder for these teams to qualify. No, you're actually, I, I kind of agree with the federation here in that you're kind of making it easier. You're going to get blown out by the big teams. Play the little ones. If you well, can navigate through all of this, because there are 29 teams, I can guarantee you probably wouldn't be able to name all 29. I think it's 29. You wouldn't be able to name all 29. You get a lot of them, but 29? Like, yeah, that's a lot. It, it, I mean, yeah. I, I can promise you that, like, anyone listening to this, unless you look it up, are not going to be able to name all 29 teams. And there's a reason for that. Because you don't hear about these teams. They never get... You, what, what the what the fans usually hear are, are the teams that make it into that semifinal round before the Hex. If they're in the United States group, like Guyana, they were in the Gold Cup, so you heard of them. They've been... I think they've been in the semifinals of World Cup qualifying. Obviously, you've heard of Guatemala. You've heard of Trinidad. But, but you've heard of other teams in there as well that kind of got lucky before because World Cup qualifying does start way before we actually see it happen, uh, especially in this region. You're, all these small little islands are beating each other up, and they qualify through the semifinals in a place where the big teams are already waiting for them. So this is just kind of a different version of it. It's just you you got rid of the semifinals and said, okay, we're going straight to the hex. You guys play it out. Because I guarantee that 98% of those teams have no legitimate shot at making the semifinal the way the old format was and probably don't have much of a shot in this one. But... Now they have a fighting chance because they're not going against the powers. They're going up against all the other smaller teams. So you actually have a better shot, or odds are you have a better shot at trying to get into the World Cup in this format, avoiding the big teams and just playing the B squads. You know, playing the Panamas, playing the Trinidads, um, playing the El Salvadors if, if they're not in the hex. I actually think they might be in the hex. Um, so um, for me, I, I actually personally like it but the dilemma is who is going to manipulate that system because i think right. a team like el salvador or panama might very well manipulate that system we're like you know what i want to avoid the big ones let's just go ahead and go down here it may not be glamorous but i'm trying to get to the most glamorous tournament of all yeah. so i can and, i can forego the hex in order to get uh, a better chance of getting into the world cup and, and ultimately ultimately that um brings the level of competition down right um, and i think you, that's you you have a but, you have a, a a thing a qualifying group that's that's I think designed for these little minnow teams in Concacaf to get more games and get more um, competition against other uh, teams at their level and then have a chance to maybe develop um, against each other and then it you know the ones that make it out of the the, the pool can get into the the big boy pool and test their newly developed you know. Uh, program or players or whatever in uh, in in against the the, the hex, um, but if you have a country 
or a federation that's going to game the system, like the scenario you just said, you know, with El Salvador, um, then you're actually diminishing the level because you look at like what Poland did uh, in right. World Cup qualifying in the, for the last World Cup, they got a seed because they gamed the system, and in and when they when they debuted in the World Cup, they didn't do well because they didn't really face any good competition before before the World Cup. So, yeah, you, I, I mean, you can look at it, it both ways. It depends on how cynical you are. Right. Well, at the same time, you got you got to realize that Poland has been in a World Cup and, you know, sure. I don't want to say they're a mainstay, but you uh, if you have a team like they Guatemala who has never yeah, yeah, yeah. right right you have a team like Guatemala who has never made the World Cup they're definitely going to I mean that that's going to be massive for that country they may never make that World Cup again once they do it once El Salvador made it in 1982 have not made it since so Jamaica made it in 98 have not made it since so a one and done is what most of those uh countries in the kiddie pool are actually hoping for because they're not going to be a mainstay and uh i actually thought that you would not be in favor for that particular reason that you're diminishing competition that you're you're basically saying look we know you guys suck so just just start your own little tournament over there and make you guys feel like you have a chance when you really don't and uh they don't get a shot at taking on the big boys um who you know we saw guatemala beat the united states in uh in qualifying uh the last cycle and again it's it's a one-time thing you know guatemala didn't get anywhere near the 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 hex and um it was the first time guatemala did that in i think ever so um there is that side to it but the realistic situation is that 98 percent of those teams have no shot at making the world cup they they're they're not going to get there you're not going to see um you know uh was it St. Kitts or whatever. St. Kitts and um, Nevis, yeah. Yeah, they're not making the World Cup. You know, it's 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 come on, it's not going to happen. Um, I believe I believe Sasha Victory. I I believe Sasha Victory played against St. Kitts and Nevis for the U.S. I I have to agree, and that's the only reason I know that that <laughs> that country is there because <laughs> yeah, because of that particular scenario. And that's what I mean. Unless they played the United States, you're not going to be able to, yeah, to to name all 29 teams in that federation. So um, I personally like it. I, I I think it's it's fine that you've cut that the the middleman out, and um, you know it, it makes things obviously it's playing to the big teams to just make it you know a little easier, less games that you have to play against. And uh, in theory, it's to give the little team the chance. Like, hey, one of you is going to be able to get a shot into the World Cup. So who's going to step up? Um, I personally like it. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, though. Well, yeah, I think ultimately will, history will tell us whether or not it's, it's a good thing or a bad thing because it's going it, to we're going to have to see how it plays out. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But that said, that's a uh, World Cup qualifying. <laughs> yeah. So, really quick about the Gold Cup. Thoughts? Uh, Bobby, you have any thoughts about the Gold Cup? Um, disappointing that we lost, but... And disappointing that we... I, what do I say? Because it's like everything's, everything sounds like, like a complaint on Twitter. Um, <laughs> look, I think... 
we got out coached in the second half, and that's pretty much what won the game. To be honest, there was there was a lot of sh- there was, Mexico Mexico figured out what the problem was in the first half, and they solved it, and we weren't mm-hmm. able to figure figure out or like contain it because we were doing really well in the first half. Um, but yeah, overall the the whole entire campaign tournament type thing, I'm not as upset as some other people. Um, you know, where they always want to constantly say one zero Kurosao. Not like that. Um, but it was okay. I wanted two USA teams to win that day. Unfortunately, the <laughs> men can't do it. But yeah. Men can get it. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, so, well, well, David, let me get your opinion because both you and Bobby had a tw- 22% chance that the United States will make the final. Yeah. They made the final. They did it with only conceding one goal yeah. up until that final. And then yeah. only lost by one goal. So yeah. the entire tournament, they only uh, allowed two goals in. Um, you guys didn't think they would make the final. I didn't think they would make the final. I gave them less than 50. I gave them 40%. I thought that was too high after seeing those games. I just kind of gave them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to be playing weak opponents at home. And that's what I kind of attributed to as to why they got there. I thought their best game was probably against Jamaica. Yeah, um, the, the, yeah. the thrashing, uh, the thrashing against Trinidad, notwithstanding, um, I thought that uh, Jamaica was a tougher team. I thought that was going to be a tough test, especially after the Curacao debacle. Yeah. I thought, you know what, you play that against Jamaica, Jamaica is going to beat you straight up. Jamaica is going to beat you. Yeah, I did. Ex- I did expect the Jamaica to roll over us on that game, and then when that didn't happen, I was like, "What?" Yeah. Well, I think I think we got we, I think we got uh, a you know the better side of the the island nations you know like we got um we didn't get martinique and we didn't get um oh yeah of course haiti and because because both of those teams really took it to to mexico mm-hmm. um i think that overall um the u.s i had very low expectations for the team mm-hmm. um i think that uh making the gold cup final was a was a must for them um they I guess I would say they met the expectation that I had for them, uh, albeit it was a low expectation. I don't think that uh, I don't think that I would have been. I, I'm actually quite satisfied with the way it all um, worked out. I think that I would have been upset if uh, the U.S. had won the Gold Cup. I think that not not to say that I'd be mad about it. Um, I, I think, um, or that I was, or that I was rooting, uh, that I was rooting against the team or that I was going to be like mad that they won as if it was, you know, like I was a fan of another team and I'm mad at th- that this team won. I think it would, I think it would be too easy to kind of gloss over the, the, the problems that still exist within the Federation, um, and within, within the, 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 U.S. soccer on the men's side, um, it would have been really easy to see the U.S. lift that gold cup and then be like, oh, everything's great now. We don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, I think that this was a, a fair result. I think they they impressed me the most in losing 1-0 to Mexico, and I thought that the first half they played very well um, and actually should have uh, been up by at least two goals in the first half. Um 
but I would say that it's the right about where I expected him to be for this tournament, given the the state of the the team, given the personnel that they had, um, given the the you know sort of the direction that I I see them going. Um, I don't think that. I think that I think it's finally time for me personally to look at the U.S. team and feel like a fan again because for the last two years I've felt this really just bad feeling about the U.S. team. Um, so now I look at this and say, okay, um, I think I'm over that part of it. I think I'm over the the mad part of it, and I'm ready to to jump back into being a fan um, and supporting but criticizing when it needs to happen. For me, I I have expected as an forty percent chance. It's 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 vir- still virtually a coin flip. For me, the criticism is one: this entire tournament is on home soil. You didn't have to travel anywhere. B: you had you didn't play any top team until you get to the semifinal. That's usually what happens in this tournament. This tournament is designed for the United States and Mexico to be in the final each and every single time. If that doesn't happen, one of those teams fucked up. You don't get any sort of resistance until the semifinal. You'll probably be playing against either Costa Rica or Honduras. In this case, it was Jamaica. Um, And then you play against uh, Mexico in the final. My last criticism is you lost to Mexico's B-side at home. Well, it's not like it's not like the U.S. had an A side. Who were they missing? They're missing quite a bit, quite a few players. They're For missing, example, they're missing that, Sergeant. That, that, they're missing Tyler Adams. No, 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 no. Missing, hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait. They're hold missing on a John Brooks. No, Josh Sargent was a coach's decision, not because uh, like injury. They Burhalter. This was his A squad. Brooks was injured. That's it. Tyler Adams was in here. Those yeah, those are the is... only two that players that you are missing. Josh Sargent was not called in over Jazzy Zardis. That is not experimental. That is on purpose. He Burhalter believes right now that Jazzy Zardis is a better striker than Josh Sargent. That says as much about the coach than anything else. So this is an A squad. That wasn't that. Well, that was not an injury plague or hey, I'm going in there throwing an experimental squad. This is his squad. Those are his top players that he chose. This was an A squad, and uh, I don't think Tyler they, Adams makes that much of a difference because if you look at the players that were not on Mexico side, where Tata Martino, you know that that was a B side. You know that this is an experimental side. You know that this tournament, they they, they went into this tournament saying, hey, you know what, we compete. With this, with this lineup, I'm going to go ahead and try players out. Who's going to step up? By the way, Antuna stepped up because the only reason he was on that team was because someone went down with injury right, right before. So, right. And he made the most of it. Good for him. And I'm happy for him because he's a Galaxy player, obviously. Otherwise, fuck him. But good for him. He did what – that was exactly what that team was intended for. Who is going to step up when – a real game matters because for Mexico, this tournament's like, dude, we could win this with the B side. If if not, then oh well, whatever. Like, and, World Cup and I feel like you know? I feel like that's always been the case. But you have okay, so you have John Brooks that was missing. Uh, Dwayne Holmes got injured, right? Who the hell is Dwayne Holmes? He's he plays um, uh, he plays at Derby County. He's he one does. of the he's one of the guys he's one of the guys that has been like one of the. The like up and comers, 
Um, what the hell is a Derby you're, County? You're missing. You're missing Kevin Carter Vickers, right? Uh, okay, Tim, he's Tim Wea. Tim Wea uh, didn't. Tim Wea didn't come to he, the okay. to the tournament. Carter Vickers because he was because he was with the under twenties. Okay, but but okay. For before the record, Carter Vickers is not a proven guy. He also is one of those young guys. Who, and if you're putting a, in Carter who Vickers, a proven guy? Putting, who is a proven guy on this team except for Pulisic? Honestly, who's a proven guy except for Pulisic? That's an is Aaron Long. Is Aaron Long a proven guy? No, but that is literally is our only McKinney option a proven there. guy? Yes, he is now maybe. No, I he think he's the Gold Cup. Wait, no, 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 no. Wait, wait. He was, I, I wait, thought wait, he was. Always, wasn't McKinney was the guy? Wasn't the McKinney guy like he got an ankle injury and you're like, oh, his career's done? As a, yeah, sorry. That was McKinney, right? That, yeah, that, that was McKinney, sarcasm. And he's a proven guy. Yeah. Yeah, you say that now that that was sarcasm. The guy, yeah. Know know like, a, you don't know how to deliver sarcasm. I've been saying that so many years. It was a, through a text. How do you how do you do that through a text? Is Miyazaki a proven guy? Uh, Miazga has been on the team before. This isn't his first stint. Matt Miazga was like the next best thing when he was signed with Chelsea. It's Sargent proven guy. Sargent is not a proven guy, but oh he's not a proven guy. Are you just going to go down the whole roster? Yeah. Yes. And then you have a bunch of guys that should have been put out to pasture. Michael Bradley, Josie Altador. Don't disagree there. Uh, Tim Ream. You don't need those guys. You don't need to see them. But Don't this disagree is there. This is but, this was but far this is, from an A side. But this is Burhalter's A side. This is far from an A side. I I agree that there are players on that squad that should not be on that squad. All the players that you just said. I don't think I, don't, I agree. If, if this is Burhalter's A side, if we do our first World Cup qualifier, and the same eleven is on the team. Then I would say, okay, you were right, Lewis. That was an A side, but I guarantee you that's not going to be the the starting eleven. Of uh, course, because there's a lot of time between now and two years from now. There's a lot of or next. If we had a World Cup qualifier today, I still don't think that those that's the squad. Mm, I'm with Lewis on this one. Yeah, I don't think so. This is this is this is the look that he's going for. This is the type of team that he's going for now. I mean, yeah, there's going to be a couple players that maybe go here and there. But this is his A side, dude. This is his, this is the USA team that he's trying to develop. Yeah, Burhalter has said, "I am not going to take the guy who is in form. I am going to take the guy who's going to fit the system." Which is why Zardes was on the team. Which is why Christian Roldan is on this team. Which is mm-hmm. why a lot of these players are on this team because apparently they fit this system. Which is okay. In a way, I kind of get it. But in a way, when you're alienating a guy who legitimately deserves. Well, I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why Will Trapp is on this team because I don't. There think you go. System either, that, but that, that's one of his guys. Like John Farr, it's, it's one of his guys. It's it's always going to happen. Look, he did well for me in Columbus. You're going to be able to do well for me on the international you know, on the international level, and that's, that's every coach. And I get coaches. it. Yeah. And I get it. I understand that. But whether or not we agree with the player selection, and of all the things that we criticize Burhalter for, it's the player selection. It's like it's like, dude. Why are you calling this guy up? Oh, he fits the system. Okay, so this is his guy. He, this is his freaking guy. Everyone made a big shit because Josh Sargent wasn't called. Josh, I think ninety nine out of hundred people are going to say that Josh Sargent is going to be better than Jazzy Zardes. Yet Burhalter insisted that Zardes had to be there because he was a better player. We may not think this is an A squad, but Burhalter did, and no matter what he said. He was trying to win this tournament. 
He w- it wasn't an experimental sign. Yeah, it wasn't I, like I, oh, I, I I don't think that he wasn't trying to not win this tournament. No, I mean I, I'm not saying just, that either. But I think he 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 tried to relieve some pressure when saying because th- there was a point where he also said like okay, it's not just about the results. I I got to get through this philosophy, and we're trying to do this system, and we're trying to learn it. So it's not just about the results. Yet you look at what look at the Kudasau game, and all the journalists are giving him shit. And what does he say? It's about the result. Oh, uh, you know. Oh, despite the tone in this room, we're very happy with the result. Really, a minimal one-zero victory against Curacao when you were dominated. I thought this wasn't about the results, but the way you played because you played like shit. And he didn't acknowledge it. So what he said was full of shit. I mean, right there, he with that statement alone, he's hip- he, he's being a hypocrite. He tried to downplay like, oh, it's not about the results. But when he had a bad game. Well, it's about the results, and we got the result. Doesn't matter how we played. So, I mean, th- like, I I get what you're saying. He's not not trying to win the tournament, but this wasn't just about oh, I'm trying to teach this this team a system, and I'm doing experiments here, and blah blah blah. No, he legitimately went out and did everything he could to win this tournament, and he couldn't do it with his A squad. He could not do it. So. There's a part of me that's encouraging that, okay, well, you got to the final where I didn't think you really would, but you're playing all these at home. How are you going to go uh, when you have to travel to Panama? Well, how are you going to do when you have to travel to Honduras, to Costa Rica? How are you going to handle that then? Because it, if that's the case where you're going away from home, it doesn't look encouraging. But... Time, time will tell. We have nothing but friendlies between now and and uh, between now and the hex, right? And the hex, which starts in what next? Some next March. I don't know exactly when it starts. I mean, it's, I think it's, the in, it's in March of twenty twenty. Like usually, the semifinals started in twenty twenty, and the hex was twenty twenty one before the World Cup would be in twenty twenty two. Yeah. But going straight to the hex, you would think that it would have started in twenty twenty one. I think it might have started twenty twenty. So there's going to be oh maybe it either, starts in September then. Maybe. That, that's yeah. probably the most uh, logical. So there's going to be a lot of downtime in between. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, I mean, time will tell. I, I still think that the United States not qualifying in 2018 was an anomaly. But I, I still think they struggle. I don't think they dominate in World Cup qualifying. Um, they're going to make the World Cup simply because it's formatted to, you know, for that to make happen. Sure, yeah. They made the thing. But, um, but it, it's. The, it, from what I, I mean, saw, they the can still cup, screw up. They can still screw up. Oh yeah, it's, it's totally. Unlikely. Um, yeah. but uh, before before we finish, I just I want to acknowledge and I want to say, um, the U.S. Women's National Team, the successful national team, uh, they won their fourth World Cup, um, as they should, as as they were, you know, they were supposed to do. Um, I think Louis, you and I, I think both said that we were doubtful that they would make the final. Um, yeah. obviously we were wrong about that. So what the hell are we doing the show for? Um, but the, <laughs> <laughs> the women, obviously, uh, you know, another, another proud moment, um, in, in the history of, of this women's national team, uh, they had their, their parade today in New York city. And now they're, uh, I believe they're at the ESPYs right now, uh, for ESPN, where Zlatan also won an award. Um, but I, I just got to say that, like this culture of winning for 
that the women have has been um, phenomenal. I don't see it stopping. Um, one of the really like awesome things that I saw was that Rose Lavelle's uh, middle school posted a picture of Rose Lavelle when she was little and she came dressed as Mia Hamm to, to like one of her school functions because she looked up to her and she wanted to be like her hero. And now she's got a world cup and now there's going to be, all these other kids out there looking up to Rose Lavelle wanting to be like her. And, you know, like I said, this is something that just keeps, you know, I think this on the women's side, this is a cycle that is going to keep happening. Um, the most important thing I think is for the women's club side to get their stuff together. I really wish that um, there was a team in LA that we could support um, as long as it's not the LAFC women, uh, I really, really wish that the galaxy would start a women's side. Um, uh, somebody was telling me that, uh, this year for the first time ever, there's going to be a, uh, classic goal, uh, on the women's side, Barcelona and, uh, Real Madrid are both going to fee- uh, field women's teams this year. So this is exciting. The rest of the world is going to catch up to, to the development of the U S and the, the competition is going to get harder and harder and harder. As we saw in this world cup, um, it wasn't easy for, for them to win it, but you know, they got through it and, and they won. So congratulations to the women's national team. Four stars. Amazing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and that's pretty much what, well, I got to say, just congratulations to those women. Uh, they made us all proud. It was a joy to watch as it always is. Um, they got, I mean, I got a lot of flack from a lot of people. They, uh, they, uh, talk to talk, walk the walk. At the end of the day, they got a four star, shut everybody up. And, um, they did it in a very convincing, uh, fashion. And, um, they, uh, they did the country proud. And, um, it was, yeah, it, it was a joy to see them host uh, that, that trophy up again. So, uh, bravo, ladies. I think we broke Bobby. I think we broke Bobby again. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, I'll, I'll take over from, so that'll do it for Ellie as our house episode one sixty four. I'm not, uh, did Bobby say that at the beginning? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if he did. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hey, this has been, uh, <laughs> Eliezer. Go, go ahead and take us out, Bobby. Take us home. All right. Sorry guys. Ellie house. This is episode one sixty four. I'm here with David and Lewis. Good night, everybody. I was hoping to say Canada's our house. Never. And this is Bobby. All right, guys. Good night or good morning. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. (laughs) Whatever it is to you. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. 